Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Hey, loyal listeners. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Join me now for a conversation with Jeff Zacob and Uriel Carrera on software testing with diversity, equity, and inclusion built in. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. My special guests today are Uriel Carrera and Jeff Zacob. Thanks, guys, for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks so much. For sure. Yeah. So let's see, I, I haven't done a ton of podcasts with two guests, so this is a little bit new to me. But what? why don't we start out, I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with Jeff, and I'm going to say, Jeff, could you let the audience know a little bit about who you are and what your background is? And, you know, some, maybe some, a mix of some professional and some personal, if you're willing to go, go into detail there. Take it away. Yeah, well, I've been in Calgary since the uh, since the early '80s, and have an engineering background. And like many folks, worked oil and gas for a few years, and then got into consulting with data management and, and information management. And I did a little bit of startup stuff in there as well when we were building dashboards before a dashboard was a thing. So lots of fun. I mean, Calgary's a great great spot. I grew up in Ontario, but will not move back. Let's put it that way. So about 10 years ago, I started kind of winding down my business business activity and kind of looking for the for the next thing. And I really, you know, wanted to bring together kind of two of my passions. One was around, you know, technology and data and, and emerging new things that were happening in that world. But the other was the nonprofit social sector. So I've done a lot of volunteering, seeing that great things that happen, you know, in that sector, but under-resourced, you know, and they don't really have the capacity or certainly not the access to technology as it's emerging. So that kind of drove me to start the Calgary chapter of Data for Good in 2013. We started the Civic Tech YYC in 2017, just recently started Inclusity Calgary, and then the other kind of a interesting initiative I'm working on is we are launching the Center for Social Impact Technology, which will be based out of platform, but bring together sectors and sub-sectors across Calgary. How cool. That's really, really interesting. And, you know, I think this is the Rainforest podcast, and I think the Rainforest is very familiar with you, Jeff, and all the things that you've been doing for the ecosystem. And I mean, it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Uriel, can you give us a little bit of background on your story? I'm an Easterner as well. I was born in Quebec and spent some years in Ontario and then many more years in Alberta. 
And I, you know, finished university with a with a bachelor's of science majoring in, in neuroscience. And I was interested in, you know, wanting to be in the mental health sphere in, in, in many different capacities and was working as a community support worker and working with different neurodiverse groups as well in, in Lethbridge. And then the pandemic hit and I had to do some soul searching as many people did, which brought me to, to, to Quebec. I, like many, like all the salmon, I swam upstream and did some soul searching where, where I was born. And that was really fun. I was at a TA for a little bit out there. And in that time found, rekindled my passion with kind of technology and wanted to learn how to upskill into tech and was learning different coding languages by myself. And as I was learning the more front end stuff, I came across the tech for good sphere as well. And that's where I, you know, met with Jeff and came across Inclusity. And then, yeah, I also have a proclivity towards like, you know, connecting with different communities. In my university days, I was very heavily involved in, in you know, extracurricular school involvement. I was a podcast and radio host myself at, at the time, and I was able to give a TEDx lecture on what I found in my neuroscience research and, and made it applicable towards my own neurological abnormalities, we'll call it. And and all that kind of, yeah, led me down the realm and I found Inclusity and was like, wow, this is got, like, you know, made for me in a sense. I'd love to be involved in some capacity and whether it was as a project coordinator or as a volunteer, I just really wanted to get my hands in there, seeing as how they have a team of, of UX. They're a team of, I guess, you know, everybody from developers to UXers to civic, you know, architects, if you will, civic design architects, and just so varied. And everybody there wants to make a difference in improving technology. And I fell in love with the vision and the mission. And here I am a few months later. Yeah. And, and you know, trying to make Inclusity grow into what what it has the potential to to be in the next however as as long as i am in this position we'll we'll, we'll try and make it i'm going to give it my all yeah yeah yeah, that's brilliant. I think what we should do probably for the audience is give them a, some inter- information on what Inclusity is, because I think it's a really, really unique and cool idea. And so maybe, Uriel, if you could start and give us a kind of an idea of what Inclusity is today. You know, I think Jeff can provide a lot of background on how Inclusity came to be as an idea, but I'll start with kind of the, the problem that we saw and how we are looking to resolve the, the problem. So, you know, if you think of any tech-enabled solution service or process, and I'm talking about an app, can be a web page, a form, if you will, a process, you know, all these things are created sometimes with the input of the people who will be using that product and sometimes without. And what happens is, you know, when that product isn't made with those people in mind, then you get technology that isn't user-friendly, that isn't accessible and usable to the people who you intended for it to be used for. So how can we get people involved in that process so that we ensure that technology is made for everyone? Right. So our, our key philosophy here is if the technology isn't serving you or isn't working for you, then it's not going to work for your neighbor. 
and it's not going to work for your parents or whomever else. So I'll give you a couple of examples of this. I think the most popular case would be if you've ever seen that you know Netflix documentary called Coded Bias or Algorithms of Oppression. For for myself, being black, it's hard to you know use your face ID if your the facial recognition software doesn't doesn't recognize you. Right. So things that affect the BIPOC community, and there are other things that affect different different communities. You know. Across Calgary during the pandemic, people were forced to buy groceries online and for seniors or even, you know, anybody who might not be too confident in their digital literacy skills, it's hard to access a service that, you know, is is is, is basic, is essential. You need to get groceries, right? And you don't want to put yourself at risk to, to do that. So, yeah, it, it has plenty of downstream consequences and we figured why not to provide this service so that everybody can ensure that technology is useful. So, what we are essentially wanting to do is to create a diverse community of testers to improve the usability of those solutions and services. So you could imagine you know, a direct line of communication, if you will, between the end users and the technologists, the people that are creating the solutions for those people and ensuring that the testers are full of diversity, actually represent the diversity in the city of Calgary that we have here. Because, you know, more and more people are entering the city as newcomers. We have plenty more diversity. There's, you know, at any point in time, one in five people that are living with a disability. And so how do we make sure that it's usable for all of them? And it comes down to including them in the process, including them in the design. So this inclusive design structure, this usability testing service with a model of inclusion and diversity is is our value proposition here. So that's that's the gist and I'll let um I think this is a good time for Jeff to come in and talk about yeah how how you came up with this. Where did this come from? Yeah, for sure. I I definitely have a few questions, but I want to hear from Jeff as well because I'm a big origin story fan. So I would love to hear how this all started, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So you know it, it kind of goes back to twenty nineteen actually where um through uh, a Civic Tech YYC, so you know we're we're a group in Calgary, you know volunteers trying to you know make Calgary a better place to live and, and generally doing tech for good. So the broadest sense of of tech for good, and so we have an hackathon, Civic Tech hackathon events, where people you know pitch their their great ideas to make you know Calgary a better place to live and after the pitch you know if it resonates with folks they get together and they do something and we've had some great results we had Alice Lamb come in and pitch her idea of like a Tinder for volunteering and then a year later we have something called the Volley app which has connected thousands of people and if you go to vollyapp.com that's that's the result of of Alice pitching a great idea, a group of you know ten or so coders and designers working with her over pizza and beer over a number of years, and then launching and doing some great stuff. We've done block blockchain experiments for social good. Uh, we are part of a, a three-way project between uh, the city of Calgary and the university and civic tech uh, using uh, data, data from wearable technology for civic uh, planning purposes and, you know, a variety of other, variety of other ideas. So what we had at this, at this hackathon though was uh, we'd come across what was happening in Chicago and started about 10 years ago and what it's called there, it's called civic user testing. 
And if you Google civic user testing, you'll get a whole bunch of history on, on what this is. But it's essentially what Uriel explained, right? It's, it's bringing in very diverse, often unrepresented groups into the development, design, and testing of, of solution services and processes that are, that are important for society and important in the community, but also have business applications as well, right? That, that, you know, in many cases, and particularly during COVID, right? We've been forced to, a lot of people have been forced to go online, go digital, and we really need this representation. So this started in Chicago, you know, about 10 years ago. They have a pool of like 2,000 testers from across neighborhoods in Chicago, tested many, many different types of apps and solutions and websites. It spread across the U.S. to cities like like Baltimore and, and New York City and Oakland and and many others, and also spread to, to Canada in Toronto. So you may be familiar with a group called Code for Canada, a really important group that, that does a lot of work in the civic tech area, but also through fellowships, uh, introduce, introduce technologists into government organizations, federally, provincially, and uh, municipally as well, to, to help governments do a better job with technology development. But so one of the projects that got la- launched in Toronto was called GRIT. G-R-I-T. And GRIT stands for Gathering Residents to Improve Technology. And so they've been going for about, you know, three years there as well. And they were just on the verge of starting, you know, back in, in 2019. But long story short, we said, let's do this in Calgary. This is a great idea. We think it's got a whole bunch of, of social and civic and, and economic and business value. And let's Let's do it in, in, in Calgary. So it percolated for a little while with a kind of a core team, about four or five people. And, you know, trying to do it off the side of the desk, it was a challenge as, as it always, as it always is, as we're, everybody's real busy. But one of the kind of core folks was uh, Dr. Catherine Pearl from Mount Royal University. And she runs a, a really interesting course called Civic Innovation, also known as Vivacity. So if you, again, if you Google that, you'll see some of the history of that Vivacity course. And, you know, they've done things like reimagining how downtown office space could be used. They've done projects around art, the arts community and, and, and how that, how that could be creative and, and really contribute to the civic, the civic space and a few other things as well. So Catherine and I were, were speaking one day and, and uh, what seems very logical now was that, well, let's bring this idea of civic user testing into the civic innovation course. And that's exactly what we did in the winter of 2021, I think. And we had, I don't know, 20 students, 25 students in, in the class. You know, broken into three groups. We positioned the course, you know, starting off on the broader technology for good aspect of, of, you know, how, how we could better use technology in, in the social sector. So that convergence of, of social innovation and technology innovation. So the students did a whole bunch of research on what was happening worldwide 
what some of the premises of those were, some great examples of where that was done. Then started to get into this idea, okay, what what is civic user test? What are some of the key organizations that might be involved? We brought in up to 50 people from across Calgary as advisors and to sit on present, sit in on presentations. It was great. It, it was really exciting. And, and some of their work is documented on the, the Vivacity website. So once that course was, was came to the conclusion, we had uh, some great recommendations, but you know, importantly, a whole bunch of momentum to actually make this happen. So in September of 2021, we launched a, a nonprofit organization. We, right, we came up with a name, a name of Inclusivity. Inclusivity Calgary registered as a nonprofit society in September of 2021. We applied for a grant from the Calgary Foundation, a community grant, and we were very fortunate to receive that grant in December of 2021. And that gave us the you know the resources to to hire Uriel as our project coordinator. We had a, a student intern, Sydney, who was with us over the summer and had her come on with some funding from Inclusity uh, through the Calgary Foundation, but also through Mount Royal University. And then we have we had our 50 or 60 volunteers, right, that are that are part of this as well. So huge number of moving parts. I'll stop my piece there and we can pick up on kind of you know where we've been, what we've done, but that's kind of the backstory. But Really to bring it back though, that, you know, Civic Tech was, was launched in, in 2017 with huge support from the rainforest, right? As rainforest was first starting to percolate, right? But it was a, it was a network. It was a, an ecosystem where we could talk about, we need something like Civic Tech and a whole bunch of people. The other key part of that was the city of Calgary. And their civic innovation initiative. You know, you might be aware they have a civic innovation lab on the ground floor of the municipal building. Great stuff going on there. That could be a separate podcast for you. But so we had our launch event, right? And we had about ninety people come to, to the launch event. Those folks were, you know, came through through rainforest, came through other meetup groups, and you know, came through the civic innovation aspect as well. I just, I didn't mention in the summer of, you know, of 2021, as we were coming out of Mount Royal, one thing we really wanted to do was broaden our, our base. And so we, great conversation with Calgary UX, which is another Calgary-based meetup group. And so it was Calgary UX and Civic Tech YYC that formed the nucleus of, of inclusivity in, in, in that, in that timeframe. Cool. I'll include all of that in the show notes in case people want to go check that stuff out. Wow, what a fascinating story. That's something that's so fascinating about Calgary is that people are very willing to combine their talents and their skills and their networks and their what they're trying to do to accomplish, you know, a common goal. And, you know, Civic Tech YYC and Data for Good and even Calgary UX and some of the other organizations that have developed have have really shown that initiative here in Calgary. And of course, in Rainforest Alberta embodies that right to the core. But no, this is fascinating. The, the, I think that, you know, my job as a, as a host is to try and anticipate questions that the audience might have and ask them for you. But the, the one that pops into my head is, let's say that I'm in a technology company and I have a 
product or a software application or something that I want to bring to market. What's the what's the process? Like how would I what would I get from Inclusity and how would I engage with Inclusity? And is is there costs involved? And you know, that kind of general line of questioning. Could maybe one of you talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll start and then Jeff can supplement if I'm forgetting anything. Yeah, so I guess if we were to start from the beginning, you have some type of tech product you would like to test. First and foremost, you know, we'd sit down and, and, and plan with you in the meeting and figure out what is it exactly that you're trying to, what is your end goal? Why are you reaching out to do this usability test? And in figuring that out, then then we can, you know, best adapt and and we apply the kind of UX methodology that, you know, a lot of the volunteers are very well versed in. And, you know, with your help, we create together kind of like a, a script, if you will. So if it's a particular process, like, you know, how do we make this sign up process more efficient? If you are signing up people on your website, then we would, you know, plan out that script and 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 also tease out from you as well, like what what specific communities are you are you targeting with your tech product or process? So then we'd create a kind of a user profile, if you will, with 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 criteria that we're then going to try and match in the community, keeping in mind the diversity as well, the diversity piece. So let's say that you are specifically targeting people who wear hats. Well, we know that quite a few different people wear hats. It, it's within that you could find a whole slew of, of people that would maybe represent the larger diversity that, that exists in the hat-wearing group. So we'd go out into the community and, and with our community partners, like, like you know, let's say Vakova or Kirby or Gateway Association, and it really does take a community to do something like what we're doing. It really does take, take a village to raise, raise a child. And, you know, if, if you haven't gotten that from from Jeff's history of inclusivity, then, you know, I'd like to make it even more clear here that, you know, it really does require efforts from everybody and people that are willing to get involved to provide that diverse group of testers. And we would do that recruiting for you and conduct the usability tests, you know, all the while keeping in contact with our client organization to make sure that everything as, as, as intended, as expected. Now everybody has very specific requests as well in terms of like privacy, depending on, you know, if your product is in beta and you don't want you know, people to know, then we could, we could ensure that as well. And, you know, right now we are at a place where we've done a few tests and they've been virtual. Eventually we want to make sure that we access different parts of the city. So having tests in person versus virtually, and there's different types of tests that you can do. You can do a comparative test. Let's say you have a new versus an old prototype and you want to test which one works better or your product versus your competitor's product. You can test that out in the test as well. So there's different types of UX testing and we can get into the the, the, the nitty group details in the planning sessions with with the clients. At the end, we deliver all the insights that we gained from the usability test. So if you're a tester, then you'd be paid for your, usually it's an hour or so of usability testing where you'd be, you'd go through that process. You'd sign up or, you know, you'd give us your impressions on this product versus the other in the comparative example. And we, you know, analyze all the findings and deliver a nice report to you by the end of it. And the report, then we like to 
you know, share with the testers to, to, to show them as well the impact that they had and, and with the client organization. And, you know, we would also like to make these kind of findings public in a sense where everybody can make use of that, that, that information. So that technology or this, you know, the, the improvement uh, of technology isn't behind a, a closed paywall, if you will, for everyone. It's 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 available, and and we could you know share openly in this community, and, and and case study is really an important way of doing that type of type of work. So user design and usability testing is not new. Right? We're not we're not suggesting that that it is right. So so our our value proposition, what we bring to the table is that built-in inclusive diverse group of group of testers right that that's really hard to build and 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 we found that even in our first year we were, we were constantly trying to build that pool of testers so like in the past right you might have you might have, have, have done or wanted to do usability testing but it, more often it would be like a focus group right so you might hire a you know a marketing company with a very limited focus group or you might walk down the hallway and you know drag in your buddy to to kind of do the test, right? But because we've done that that hard work of, of building that that pool of testers, we can offer you inclusive usability testing. And so we we have a service that's that's what we call it. Now you know with our with the funding from the Calgary Foundation and in our first year here, we're doing our testing with sort of community based organizations, organizations, you know, that are delivering social, social benefit. And, and we're doing that for, you know, doing that for free, right? As, as part of the funding that comes from the Calgary Foundation. We, we want to expand. We have plans to expand. We also want to be sustainable as an organization, right? So our, our vision is to, to move towards becoming a social enterprise. And then as we expand our, our client base and, and, and move into other areas like the, uh, the tech innovation sector, the established corporate sector, we would have a, you know, a sliding scale, so to speak, of, of what we would charge, right? And so if you're a very large organization that, you know, we've been around for many years and, and, and you've done usability testing or can afford to pay market rates, but we have inclusive usability testing, you, know, you pay at the higher end. If you're a, a, a large a nonprofit or a larger nonprofit or startup, you know, it would be a very you know, could be limited amount. And if you're a community-based organization doing great work but no capacity, then we would use our our our, our funding and our revenue to to do those continue to do those tests for free. So that's the the forward vision. We're not there yet, but we absolutely. You know, if there's anybody out there that has an app or a website or a solution or service, yeah, please reach out to us and we'd love to talk to you. Once you have some case studies that you can demonstrate to everybody how successful it was and how much value there was there, then it becomes a lot easier to start adding price tags to it. So that makes perfect sense. Oh, this is really, really fascinating. And I think that it's a great value because I know I've attended focus groups myself and it was nice to make the hundred bucks or whatever it was to be part of the focus group. But I represent the the standard white male. What's not available, what's not easily available is that like you said, that giant group of people that doesn't fit into the little uh, circle or the square that needs to be uh, also considered uh, with the disabilities or diversity, equity, inclusion type 
situations need to be dealt with as well. So that's that's a really really powerful proposition, I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know, we 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 do compensate our testers, so that's really important to us, right? That we value we value their time and their commitment and their their insights. We you know we feedback to them, you know, as Uriel suggested, so they they know how their input was actually affected what was going forward. Some really other important benefits that within that tester community. You know, and, and we and you can imagine if you're you know if you're a newcomer, right? Um, if you're somebody maybe with a disability that's somewhat restricted of of sort of of getting out and being around, right? So a lot of what we do is around you know, digital literacy and and getting exposure to to tools and technology and phones and websites and apps and stuff for a lot of folks is new right um, but developing that digital literacy widely across that very diverse underrepresented population is is really really important but you know more than that they they meet us they meet others they start to network right uh, we start to build some pathways for them to understand that there is an innovation tech ecosystem in Calgary, right? And that they can, they, they now know somebody who could introduce them to somebody else. So those pathways are critical. And what we're considering doing is, is actually building a micro credential, right? That, that we, we could, we could offer up to the testers, you know, with, with their sort of sustained participation in testing. We're trying to build a community with those testers, right? You know, newsletters, uh, workshops, introduction to events. So they, they are, they are starting to move along the way. And if you had a micro credential that you participated in usability testing, well, suddenly on your resume, that, you know, that means that you're connected, right? And can go a long way to, to maybe getting a job or at least meeting somebody else. So, you know, that's kind of our social impact value proposition that that, that we really are trying so hard to, to reach out to community organizations, the, the members of those organizations as to the best way to engage and build that, that tester community. That's brilliant. And so it, I just, I, I see that like being of, of such value to somebody because, you know, sometimes you just need a foot in the door, right? Like sometimes they're, they're like a quality, quality resource, but they're, they're passed over because they don't have, you know, their resume doesn't look as shiny as, as it should be if they wanted to get that specific job. But then being able to have that experience, I kind of pops them up on the, on the chart quite a bit as far as being, having a better looking resume and being more palatable as, as a potential option for somebody who's trying to find that kind of a resource. And let's face it, like, Quality assurance and, and usability testing is a very required and large field. And the number of people that are in it is not as high as I'm sure a lot of companies would like to see. So this is, this is kind of also an on-ramp, like a, another, another way of getting some, I think of the inception use and the lighthouse labs and all that teaching people to become software developers. This is kind of a really cool path for someone to become a user experience or you, you know, testing person. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, you know, it's very grassroots, right? Like I mean, those, those programs you mentioned are fantastic, right? But somebody knows about, knows about those, right? But, but if you're, if you're a newcomer, right, to Calgary, like you just may not have a clue of what's what and where to go. So it's a really ground up, you know, ground up grassroots 
way of engaging people and kind of building those pathways that you know that, that really don't exist today in, in, in a lot of ways. I guess as we kind of wrap up a little bit here, and I'll, and I'll ask you both if you have any other key pieces of information you want to share before we go, but you know, how would somebody get involved and what would be the best way for them to learn more about Inclusity? I'm assuming there's a, a beautiful website to look at with lots of information and perhaps a contact us form on that website, but perhaps you can, you know, expand a little bit on that. Yeah, there is a beautiful website indeed. We made sure of it. Our volunteers did a lot of great work for our website. So please, if you don't sign up, just take a look at the website and, you know, give us feedback on it too. It's inclusivitycalgary.ca. Inclusivity Calgary is one word. And, and there you'll see that, you know, you can sign up to be a volunteer. And for many people who, you know, are interested in getting something on their resume and maybe working with as as either in one of our four teams, we have many teams that are devoted to this project. One of them is the usability testing team. So if you have a, a, a background or an interest in getting involved in the test facilitation or planning, or then that, that would be the team for you. We also have teams for the kind of operational side and communication side and the tester engagement as well. So I was trying to, at the beginning of the episode, name all of the different people with different backgrounds that we have on our team. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to think about it in this moment. There's, you know, people that have a background in HR and basically we are open to having anybody join us in our volunteer core. And, you know, another way to get involved is as a tester. Like we've said, testers are paid. They're remunerated for their time, effort, and energy. You'll get to expose yourself to new technology and, and learn and improve your digital literacy skills in the process. And that's also on our website. And the last thing is clients. If clients are interested, then you could definitely find us there or connect with us personally on any any accounts that you see of Inclusity out there. We have an, a LinkedIn as well for Inclusity. Yeah. And I will say to your earlier comments, Al, about, you know, you being white and straight and your, you know, your, your, your feedback matters, your, your input, your voice matters too. Everybody's voice matters. So. so, so if I understand correctly, you already have a pretty solid group of testers, but you're always looking for more people, both on the volunteer side and also as new testers. One thing that popped into my head was when you were talking earlier about how it all works, it sounded like you were looking for a lot of direction from the 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 company or the product owner that's trying to get the testing done but do you also provide leadership in that role if the person has like zero experience and they're like i don't know like i i mean it works really well i really like it i haven't found any bugs it feels comfortable i think the ui ux is great but i don't know anything about you you know inclusivity testing, whatever, are you able to take a leadership role and start explaining all the important pieces of that and how they they need to consider it and, and maybe guide them through preparing the, the testing and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have a team of UX experts that, that have a keen eye for that because you don't know what you don't know until it's pointed out to you that like, oh, by the way, your website is inaccessible to this population. And, you know, if you think about the disability sector, if you will, people with disabilities, like 70% of digital content is not accessible to them. And that's according to the, you know, what is this digital accessibility handbook by content square great resource by the way yeah so that's a lot of the internet and if 
one in five people who have a disability aren't able to access 70% of the internet. That's a huge market, if you will. So, you know, you definitely want to make sure that everybody is involved and, and, and can access your services. And it's as simple as, you know, changing the contrast ratio on your page or making sure that the back end supports certain plugins and tools or what have you. So, you know, our, our, we can definitely consult on those as well. Cool, cool. Jeff, it looked like you were about to say something. Is there any kind of closing comments or, or anything you'd like to leave the audience with? Yeah, yeah, no. I, I just I just wanted to sort of, you know, mention that, you know, there there are some really important sort of conversations that are happening in Calgary and in Alberta around, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion in the you know, that's the tech innovation sector. Well, as we, as we have these conversations, I mean, it was just a few days ago, Wednesday, August 24th at lunch without lunch at the rainforest, right? Where, where we had inclusivity, but we had, we had, you know, the rainforest folks um, speaking and others sort of collaborating and, and, and raising issues and, and, and having a conversation about how important it is, right? To engage that diverse underrepresented communities. Like to me, it's, you know, it's such a lost opportunity. If, if we're just go down the path of talking to ourselves and engaging with ourselves and you know, who, who we're used to dealing with. So that, let's go beyond that and, and fantastic opportunities to reach out, get new ideas, new innovations from those communities. And there's some really interesting things happening. For example, the, the, the city of Calgary over the last few months has launched a, a digital equity strategy. So that strategy is being built with like 20 different community organizations. You know, a great thing for the, you know, the tech innovation sector to become more familiar with and to, to be contributing to. And then finally, you know, we, we, we do want to move this conversation. It, it is happening in a variety of places, but those places are very siloed, right? And so we, we have, you know, this idea of creating something like a, a forum, right? Where we can, really talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and connect the various initiatives and sectors, whether it's the, you know, the, the, the social sector, the government sector, the, the tech sector. So we know what's happening, and then we can collaborate easier and actually you know, make a difference and start to take action to actually move the needle. Well, you know, hats off to you, Jeff, and and Ka- Dr. Catherine Pearl as well, who, you know, I, it sounds like that was sort of where this idea was born, or at least the idea to carry it over towards Calgary. You know, kudos to you guys. It's brilliant. And, you know, Uriel, thanks for grabbing the helm of the ship and steering it in the right direction. I assume you guys are involved with Platform Calgary so that, uh, you know, if somebody is a new tech startup or something that they would be able to contact you through there as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're community partners. So for sure. Well, there you have it, folks. It, if you have a, if you're developing an application or a product that that you haven't considered the, the inclusivity of that, please reach out to the folks at Inclusity, and they they will help you get the product to market in such a way that it actually benefits a lot more people than maybe it did before you talk to them. So, be sure I'll have all the links in the show notes. And thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Uriel, for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tune in next week. We'll have another exciting episode of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. If you haven't already, 
visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.